Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, it is Fightful.com. It is the Fightful.com podcast, and it is post-Smackdown for July 31st. I am joined by Jeremy Lambert. You can check him out on The Distraction all week long. He's on more podcasts on the free version of Fightful per week than me now. Maybe, yeah, no, not twice as many. You're on four. I'm on three. Hot dog, Jeremy. Oh. I had to count in my in my head how many shows am I on? Yeah, it's it's four. I do it's four, four shows a week. Along you're you're with, on uh, several. Uh, yeah. You're you're on lots. <laughs> the the react button on Skype keeps keeps like popping up. So I just sent you a cry face uh, <laughs> just to get it to go away. But here we are. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe if you are watching on YouTube.com. Slash Fightful. I can't tell you how much it helps when you subscribe to us, when you share our video. That helps too. Other ways you can help us, uh, whether or not you listen on iTunes, go over there, leave us a nice iTunes review. That helps people find us a little bit more because, uh, as you know, a lot of our viewers are via video. So we don't necessarily get a lot of those reviews, but we are on podcast platforms everywhere. We got plenty of stuff dropping. We'll plug that later. But there are a couple other ways you can help us. Donate a Super Chat if you're watching live. That gets your question or statement read on the air. And then you can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. And boy, do I have some good ones coming this week on FightfulSelect.com. Just dropped a retro review about Undertaker's streak. That's a good time. But I've got a lot of backstage news going up as soon as tomorrow. And I mean big news. Jeremy, how you doing? I'm well. It's the one week anniversary of folklore, so I celebrated by listening to that most of the day. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought I was done with this. I, no, I thought never. maybe it would die down after Monday, but it didn't why, die down. Why would you like, think that? Because Denise, I thought, had kind of taken all the excitement and kind of ran with it, and I wouldn't have to deal with it after that. It's the greatest album of all time. Where just just doesn't end. Like you just keep talking about it. That's what happens when you put out a classic show. The greatest album of all time, huh? Yeah. The greatest of all time. The greatest album of all time. Did I stutter? I mean, I guess so. I guess so. Um, I was on Quizzlemania this week, Jeremy. No, nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> I was on Quizzlemania this week, Jeremy. I'm a little upset. Apparently, we don't have a big UK contingent right now. I haven't seen one FTF tweet, or, or not tweet, comment in in the live chat. 
Where are you guys? I'm trying to get Jimmy to make FTF shirts. <laughs> uh, Wrestle Talk may or may not have already hit me up about possibly doing those as well. Uh, quite frankly, any possible m- merchandising of myself that I can do, I will do. Oh, okay, never mind. There, there's plenty of them now. I just had to fire them up. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah, you, had, you had to uh, you had to appeal to the crowd there yeah. and let them know to, to yeah. what chant you were looking for. I, I mean, let, let's be honest. I knew what I was doing. Man of the people. It's, it's kind <laughs> of the deal. Did you see my my Hard Times-esque promo? I only saw what, what you sent to me. So if you sent it to me, then I saw it. I'm if you so didn't send it to me. I'm so disappointed. You did not watch the best of Sean Ross Sapp at Quizzlemania 15? Look, did I have to write an article about it? I guess not. Uh, you should yeah, watch I, that. You should I'm watch that. It was it was impressive. It was impressive. I had to guess a wrestler that was that was being named or that, that was being referred to in under twenty que- in under twenty questions. But the thing is, I had to get it eleven or under to win, or I had to get it nine and under to win. And in six, I guessed Yokozuna. You know what did it for me? I said, was his build weight over 252 pounds? You know who's 252 pounds? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. So you know what that does? That, that, that took a lot of people out of the equation for me. Because my previous questions were, are they an active wrestler? No. Are they a WrestleMania main eventer? Yes. Are they a Royal Rumble winner? Yes. So when they said... Build over 252 pounds. Well, that takes out like half the Royal Rumble winners because Stone Cold Steve Austin won like seven of them. I'm telling you, man, it was it was a journey. I can't, I can't believe you aren't as impressed with me as I am of myself. Like this sounds very impressive. I'm very proud of you. Uh, you know, scoring one for Team Fightful. I'm I'm all for that. Let's take down Team Wrestle Talk and, and yeah. Lewis. We, we can. I don't like him, so we can. Well, he he wasn't him. on the show. Uh, Ray Mysterio was on the show. Oh, all right. Well, without an eye. Yeah, yeah. Without an eye. Um, he gave us uh, he gave us a status update. He did not sever the nerve. <laughs> It was yeah, definitely not Louis. It was definitely not him. It was definitely Rey Mysterio. He had the mask and everything. Yeah, his his optic nerve is intact. WWE first reported that. I'll make sure to credit them. Uh, I'm always big on crediting. You know that, Sean. Yeah, so, of course. D- like I mean, like, WWE, we broke, like we broke the news of the hair versus hair match that's going to happen soon. We we broke uh, the Rusev breaking uh, being now a professional Twitch streamer yeah, as well. Yeah, we did. We did. Let's yeah. go ahead and talk about this SmackDown show. Reminder, donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Throwback27, check out his show every Tuesday. He says, have an amazing show, guys. Can't wait to watch us later. Thank you both for being great people in the community as a whole. Be safe. Good night. And Tim Traver says, thanks, Fightful, for being here after a rocky week. I am very proud of the uh, the community that we have helped foster here so big thank you to both of those guys but we had an intercontinental title match that really should have kicked off this show jeremy but what kicked off the show were these horrible like stand in front of the camera (laughs) promos in which i'm about to have us start filming ourselves doing and then putting them in here like sean ross sap thinks that he isn't gonna have to listen to taylor swift (laughs) tonight and then you're going to use like some catchphrase about taylor swift 
But I could do the whole thing, uh, just like Taylor Swift. He's being too loud. <laughs> that was good, actually. Hey, you know another song? I think I you... know a lot of Taylor Swift songs, but we're not making this about Taylor Swift. I'm not <laughs> falling for it. That was good, though. I, I did like uh, that promo. I took a bump on the distraction, so I'm a full professional wrestler now. These promos started, I think, the first week I started doing this podcast, so like three weeks ago, and they've never been done before that and now they just do them every week uh i don't i don't like hate them they're weird but i don't hate them yeah uh i i do not like them at all ever since all right what does aj even stand for <laughs> arrogant that ruled, jackass though. <laughs> that ruled though i will find a way to contact him and ask him who gave him that shitty line <laughs> uh but my god pal that was terrible uh, AJ Styles defeating Grand Metalik was not terrible. This was a lot of fun. Uh, the Metalik did that really great tornado DDT, but AJ was working over the leg. I love how commentary played up that AJ got a small window and capitalized on it. I also thought the crowd sweetening actually really worked because visibly you can see that there are not as many PC recruits there. Like There's like one and a half row of them, maybe, and when they started, they were full. I'm okay with that because it clearly doesn't affect things that much. Stephanie McMahon said as much that they were toying with some crowd sweetening and stuff. I think it's going all right so far. I I didn't really notice it. I mean, the Corbin promo, they clearly amped it up big time. Yeah. But otherwise, it didn't bother me. Maybe because you know I'm watching basketball, hockey, baseball again, and, and they're all doing crowd piped-in crowd noise stuff. And so... I like the ambience. I would much rather have that than just three people making noise or no noise at all. What do you think about the baseball crowd sweetening? Now, here's the thing. I know a lot of you are like, why are they talking about baseball? This is relevant to the nature of crowd sweetening because there have been times like seventh inning. I've been sitting there watching a game for a while, and I see Joey Votto at bat, and I'm like, wait, that's crowd noise. And I've been noticing it. I haven't noticed it, but it's been there, and it's very clearly just piped in it's yeah. it's very it's white noise is what it is and i'm like I, I didn't even realize that they had been doing it kind of but it didn't seem unnatural either no i, I again i like it because i like just a little bit of noise they don't go over the top with it or anything like that and it's better than just some dead air or just the commentators like if you just had to listen to reggie miller and no crowd noise something behind it that's mm. that's a tough ask uh so i it does sound very natural for baseball basketball hockey it sounds a little less natural on wwe because they you know it's wwe they got to turn it up to 15 instead of 10 um but it, it didn't bother me like it like it seemed to bother some people this match, what'd you think of it? It was good. I mean, Grand Metalik, shockingly, he's like good. You wouldn't know it because they rarely use him. I liked AJ's counters in this match were just him being like, no, you're not doing this. Like the uh, the corner where he tried to flip him out of the corner and uh, Metalik put his feet on AJ's hips and AJ just like didn't hold his feet. And so <laughs> Metalik took a back bump. And then the right before the Metalik was coming off the ropes and AJ just like uh, chop blocked him. And the knee, he's like, no, you're not doing this stuff. I'm just going to, you know, cut you off right there. And they uh, beat him with the calf crusher, but AJ's really good. Metalik, I like AJ working kind of more of a ground style, attacking the legs. Metalik, king of the ropes, uh, all that stuff. Try to wear him down, not let him get that offense. And so it was a really good match. 
Yeah, I mean, no point did we think that Metal League was going to win this match at all. Right. But still, I mean, that that's like every match every week with Cody Rhodes, and I'm I'm fine with that, too. So I didn't have any problem with this. AJ Styles is the second oldest Intercontinental Champion ever after Ric Flair, which uh, is wild to even think about, but... My God, man. And then afterwards, I love that he beat the shit out of Lince Dorado with the Styles Clash. I, I really enjoy the edge out of AJ Styles. He doesn't have to have a program. He can just be a, a son of a bitch. I like that until later in the night, Dorado and Metalik just showed up in that backstage segment with Cesaro and Shinsuke. Like, you guys lost, got your ass kicked. Can you not just randomly pop up? At this party, I guess they're doing a Lucha House party, Cesaro and Shinsuke feud. Uh, I I didn't like that aspect of it, but the AJ beatdown was great. Yeah, I, I really liked that. Uh, we also had Baron Corbin backstage, and I got to say, this is probably my favorite promo he's ever done. He's talking with Chad Gable, with Shorty G, but he calls him Chad, is the thing. And Chad sees through it. He's like, I know you want me to do your dirty work and beat Matt Riddle. And he's like, since when were we friends? And when Baron Corbin said, we've always been friends, I found that hilarious. That he was like, oh, I've just been trying to motivate you this entire time. <laughs> I actually thought that was pretty good. And the reason I like this so much, at least in comparison to his others maybe, like maybe if he had always talked like this, I wouldn't have liked it. But it seemed a lot more natural than his, his previous promos. What did you think about it? I like Corbin's promo I hope they do something with Gable off of this. Um, it was it was a nice time. Like, hey, we've always been friends. And like, no, because Shorty G started with the Corbin stuff, right? Like, that's why he, he changed his name during the King of the Ring tournament or after the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, because Corbin was the first person to make fun of him. Be like, hey, you're short. Um, and Gable, I think Gable is great. I so underutilized. He's very charismatic and just never gets to show it. If it takes being paired with Corbin for him to show it, fine. Um, but I thought Corbin was great here, and I hope this actually leads to something with Gable, whether it's dropping the Shorty G gimmick, whether it's an actual heel turn. But the this segment did, was good. Yeah, uh, I, I rather enjoyed it a lot more than I enjoyed this doofy horse shit. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, I feel real good, man. Oh, that bully Sheamus. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then Corbin comes out, and I, I do think it's important that they touch on important real-life issues like Jeff Hardy's sobriety and his battles with sobriety because, you know, that's the type of stuff that fans love to see, Jeremy. did Is that all Jeff is? Like, hey, here's this, here's this former addict. And he's he's sober now. Like this is all we know about him. Like everyone has to touch on it. Even Sheamus brought it up again later in the night. Like this guy is a very accomplished wrestler, and it you know his Daredevil style was pretty innovative. And you know he still gets compared. Everybody's comparing Darby Allen to him. Like Jeff Hardy is a legend, and all they can talk about is yeah, this guy's just a former addict. Like did they have nothing else for him at any other? character uh trait for him it's it's dumb it's really dumb it's all there is it, it's all there is for him and it's really frustrating because i'm like all right I, I don't gotta see him on tv right now if that's all they got for him i don't need it i don't want to yeah. see him 
think of something else. Find some. I'm so tired of it. And then Corbin, you know, Corbin did the thing, and it's like I thought it'd lead to a match with them. Well, maybe next week. I don't know because it ain't this week. Jeff just hits the bricks. (laughs) Jeff has got to find somebody else to tell him about his past and being uh, a recovering addict. Oh my god, man. Evan Wright says, thank God we have WWE reminding us of Jeff's demons instead of telling us he's a legend. This is all the material they've got, right? Why should I care? I don't know. Yeah. Why, why should you? Because I don't know a reason. I don't know a reason. And Anakin JMT says, quote, if everyone around here is a problem, maybe the problem is you. Is Jeff talking <laughs> about Corbin or my ex-wife? Man. Oh. Damn. That was deep. That went dark real <laughs> quick, man. I don't know how I feel about that. Jeez. Well, I felt good about Corbin and Gulak. I knew they were going to have a pretty good match. Can they not mention Catchpoint? Like, is this just they? They own Evolve, right? They did <laughs> like, mention uh, Riddle's history with Gulak. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they mentioned, oh, he, he coached him or he trained him. Like, can they just not say Catchpoint? Can they not say Evolve Wrestling? Like they oh. own Evolve now. It's not like it's some outside. Oh, mention a competitor. You know, whatever happens in the past or outside of WWE doesn't count here in WWE. Like they own Evolve now. Just, just say Catchpoint, please. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, don't so this... don't act like fans are dumb and we don't we don't understand this. Like, just say it. The match was pretty good. Uh, Gulak laid in a strike. I liked Corbin's on the go behind. I liked Corbin using the high angle single leg crab uh, that got turned into a, a label lock. Which again, glad Gulak is using that. The deep six hits and then Riddle comes out. And what's the point? Yeah. It just he made Riddle out. look ineffective. He, they needed a distraction. They gave a shout-out to our show. We appreciate that when they do that on WWE, and then that was it. Man, this was dumb. Very dumb. I Like, this just made him look bad. And he He tried. He failed. Corbin won, and then... Gable attacked, which I like that part of it. Uh, I liked when Gable came in, and uh, he has motivation. Corbin sold him on money. He sold him on opportunity. That was great. But, yeah, Riddle just coming out here and trying a distraction and losing. Look, Corbin should have won. I don't have an issue with that. I And they needed Riddle to come out to do the post-match angle. There's got to be a better way to tie Gotta all be. that together like, than what they did. Evan Wright says, Pothead, Matt Riddle versus Alcoholic, Jeff Hardy. Eh, I don't think they'll go there. I don't think they'll go there. Uh, but Corbin wins with the end of days, and then Riddle attacks him. So Riddle kind of looks like a dick. <laughs> and then Shorty G just comes out and makes the save. He's accepting the bounty offer. I'm intrigued by that, but he ain't going to win. No, but it, it'll be a great match. Yes, Riddle... Riddle put over Gable big on uh, after the bell and said, yeah, that's a guy I really want to work with. He mentioned that multiple times. So I don't know who pitched uh, who pitched that one. If Riddle already knew he was going to work with him at the time the interview was recorded. But somebody was listening to something there, and it looks like we're going to get that match. And look, give him time. It'll be great. I think it'll be really good. I'm, I'm very excited for that. And I'm excited to see Gable doing more of a, of a heel role for this. Yeah. 
Like, we don't see a lot of that out of him, so why not? Uh, but they gotta stop putting Riddle in positions to make him look stupid. Cause, I mean, for some people, he's just the stoner guy that sounds like a surfer, like that's what they'll always say. And putting him in situations where he looks bad is not beneficial to him. If he's gonna come out, have him cause Corbin to lose, or just don't until afterwards. And then yeah, do do him watching backstage, and then Gable attacks him from behind or yeah. something. If you're gonna do that, like, but don't have him come out and then be ineffective. Yeah, there's no crowd there, so what are you playing to? What are you playing to? Evan Wright says hype for King's Court Jester Shorty G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll wear one of the the hats, the floppy hat. Yeah, I I hope they don't do that to him. Gable is. He's so charismatic. I was very excited like two months ago when they paired him with uh, Kofi and Big E. I thought that would have been great for him to really show off just like how entertaining he can be. And then they did it for like a week and they dropped it. Yeah. So if this gets him on television and more like promos and vignette stuff, then I'm for it. Anakin JMT says, put Gable and Riddle in the fight pit, you cowards. I think a lot of you are, I mean, while I would love that, I think that's going to be an NXT gimmick for a while. Yeah. I don't think Raw and SmackDown are going to pick that up just yet. Uh, what do you What do you think about that? They got to make the show more youthful, Sean. That's oh, how you do it. God, you bring in the man. fight pit. <laughs> bring in the fight pit. That'll make it more youthful. I wanted to pull my hair out when <laughs> Vince was asked, "Oh, well, why does AEW and NXT? Why are they not affected by this? Uh, they're newer. Come on." <laughs> Come on. Is he lying? Is I he mean, lying? They, they are newer, <laughs> but maybe they're just better shows, too, and that's why their their viewership has not been have not been affected quite as much. Yikes. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. There was a real stupid segment with Cesaro and Nakamura backstage in the Champions Only party, which is like, like a little kid with a sign that says, No girls allowed! <laughs> and Lucha House Party show up and they say, Oh, you like to party, do you? And they do that chant because, Oh, the, that's what they do. Yeah, we do party. It's in our name. They didn't have the noisemakers like they used to have. Where was that? Kalisto's got him. Oh. He's, he's on the shelf for seven months. Like a- oh, man. Well, maybe uh, maybe you've gotten beaten in an opening match, and you're looking for a main event push. <laughs> maybe you're trying to find your way into the Champions Lounge, and you want to do it on the blue brand. Maybe you're looking not for a neutralizer, but an enhancement. Basically, I'm telling you that you can get your penis very hard and have outstanding sexual performance when you use BlueChew.com and that code FIGHTFUL. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Whether you're a curtain jerker, a wiener jerker, or you're going for that push, because everybody loves a push. Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door, and you may say, prescribed online? How does that happen? Well, because they work with Blue Chew-affiliated physicians. 
to get you prescribed and get the active ingredient that you need. You don't have to go wait in line at the doctor's office or at the pharmacy. And more importantly, you don't have to have that awkward conversation at the doctor. It's not for people. I mean, it can be for people with a problem, but not just for people with a problem. It's for people who want that push, that enhancement. It's a chewable, so it can get into your system a lot faster. It's ready when you are. Full stomach, empty stomach. Who gives a shit? BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. You get your first shipment free. First shipment free. Just use that code Fightful. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Hit them up at GetBlueChew. Let them know you heard about them from us. My earbuds fell out. Joseph Farley sends a super chat and says, Sean, help me figure out what to do with these three unusable, defective, direct TV dishes. Ooh, what do you think, Jeremy? I have no idea. Come on. What? Can you still – Can I have no idea what you do for with defective direct TV dishes. Use them as saucers? I have what – you, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's about it. I think <laughs> – I think uh, you, you gotta you gotta you gotta put out like like some sort of game like you know disc golf but with with those I think that could that could be tragic. they're huge though like you can't I don't know how you're playing disc golf with like oh. a direct TV dish I was gonna say like um, some type of skateboard gimmick but I have no idea how you would even do that and I, I don't even know why I would suggest a skateboard gimmick. The Line Drive says, while it's stupid, I'm happy to see Shinsuke enjoying himself again. Haven't seen him hap- this happy on TV since the AJ feud. What do you – how do you – I think he's – I mean he was smiling. I don't know if that means he's happy. He gets the surf. That's that's always the bag on him, right? He loves yeah. to surf. <laughs> I feel like Nakamura's like been happy for a while because he just chills. He surfs. He shows up. He does like – three things he's not working that g1 grind or anything so like i'm pretty sure nakamura is happy regardless i like the cesaro shinsuke pairing this goes back to your point last week of they have no tag teams and that's why they have to use lucha house party even though they just got beaten by aj in the opening segment because they have no one else they could have done this segment with apparently yeah you're not wrong the line drive actually that I already read that one's a tough shit line drive. Annika <laughs> JMT says that could they even fit a fight pit in the PC? Is the ceiling tall enough for it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It definitely is. Cesaro busting out the champion salute to Grand Metal League from his Uno games with <laughs> Breeze and Cole. I didn't even catch yes! that. I love that. Yes, oh, that is fantastic. Shout out to mentioning the Uno. Come at me, Xavier Woods. I'm trying to write that story. Wow. Slide in Bre- my DMs. Breaking news: Denise Salcedo is seething. Donald Trump says tells reporters aboard Air Force One he's banning TikTok. She has 125,000 followers over there. He should ban TikTok. I'm just saying. Love, love Denise, but I, she I doesn't use it that much anymore. TikTok. Uh, okay. Joseph Farley says he thinks he'll send those uh, dishes to GCW unsolicited. They'll make use of them. Yeah. They'll make use of them. Yes. Hand I, of thought he's, I thought he said GFW. I was like, oh, yeah, they're they're still around, right? <laughs> they'll sell them. <laughs> Jeff will sell them. <laughs> Jeff will sign them. Sell yeah. them for a good thousand bucks. <laughs> Hannah Moore says, quick, favorite Nelly song, uh, Greed, Hate, Envy. I love that one. What about you? Uh, yeah. That's a good one. That's, That's a what good I was one. To last night. Here's, here's yeah. the thing. If this were me 
like pulling a you and Denise. Did you see like when I told Denise that my favorite Taylor Swift song was Style? Yes. She is yeah. too mainstream. <laughs> That's what people would say about your selection of Nelly's. Nelly's song also King of this King of the City by uh Saint Lunatics is very good. I I like old Nelly. Um <laughs> I like the majority of the the Nelly hits. Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty good. Myron Pereira says, Good day, champs. What's your favorite Jeff Hardy singles match of all time? Cesaro and Shinsuke as a team remind me of Rene Dupree and Kenzo Suzuki. They do not remind me anything of them because I was watching SmackDown that era and they sucked so bad. Uh, What's your favorite Jeff Hardy singles match of all time? Um, Jeff Hardy and Undertaker in the latter match, probably because I just recently watched it, so it's fresh in my mind. I know that's a very – you can use your hipster glasses. That's a very you know unoriginal pick, but uh, that's my pick. It really is. Now, you say singles, not one-on-one, so I'm going to say uh, Monster's Ball at uh, Bound for Glory 05. One of my favorite calls in wrestling history is him jumping off that set and Don West just flipping out. It is unbelievable. I love it so much. Evan Wright says, thanks for another entertaining Mark Madden dunking today. That guy <laughs> sucks that. real bad. <laughs> More bumps from Jeremy, please. More. Oh, yeah. I took a bump on the distraction. Everybody should go watch that show uh, at the end of it. And I suffered a concussion. Did the you? One, I, I did it off air first to see if I had enough space. And I hit my head on a, I have a, I have a day bed in this office up here and I hit my head on the day bed and it hurt really bad. So I, I planned better on the second bump, the, the on air bump. Uh, and I did not hit my head, but yeah, it wasn't good. So I was, we would do our wrestling training, pro wrestling training in a boxing ring and it sucked. And I was doing this sliding drop kick gimmick. And I was like, man, my head hurts every time I do this. I went back and watched the footage. I was slamming the back of my head into the ground every single time. Oh. I did it. I did it like six times. Then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a side gimmick. I'm not gonna do the the front forward where you can slap your legs type of thing. Woof! And you did it on a day bed. A day bed. <laughs> I didn't take the bump on the day bed. I took the bump on just the regular floor. I hit my no, head. No, that's what I meant. You, you yeah. hit your head on the day bed. Yeah. I mean, there's there's parts of that that are way harder. My God, yeah, man. It, it didn't feel great. And then I did the whole show after that. That explains so much. <laughs> That's fair. That's actually very fair. Uh, good numbers for the distraction this week. Uh, check out Jeremy's interview with Ricky Starks. It is up uh, all over our platforms. It's up on our shoot interview section. It's up on YouTube. It's up on podcast platforms everywhere. Plus, we have lots of articles uh, coming from that. Uh, I got a Taylor Wilde interview that dropped today, which gave Shane Helms some grief. I've been talking <laughs> to him about this. Did I tell you what happened with that? Like, yeah, I interview. I'll be full disclosure because like, what Taylor going to be mad at me? Who knows? I did an interview with Taylor Wilde at the beginning of the month, and I straight up told her I was like, "Listen, got a backlog of interviews. It'll be a while before it releases." She ain't getting out of the country to go wrestle right now. And a couple times, she was like, hey, when's that interview going to drop? And I'm like, oh, July 31st. It'll drop then. I got a really good story out of her about her being pitched. She says planned. It was pitched. 
to win the Cruiserweight Championship in 07. A lot of people don't realize this. It's up on our exclusive section right now. She was doing like an ambiguous ninja. And Jamie Noble and Dean Malenko pitched this. And she says she was planned to win the championship. But the Cruiserweight Champion at that time shot it down. And I got to thinking, who could have been the Cruiserweight Champion at that time? Well, it was Shane Helms. Because it surely wasn't Chavo who just lost the title to Hornswoggle right after that. But she said that he shot it down. And I'm like, when has Shane had that kind of pull? Like, to be like, that doesn't work for me, brother. (laughs) (laughs) So what happened was Taylor found out when the interview was and then put out a podcast talking about this before the interview dropped. And she... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shane was like, man, what's up with this story? Because after the story aired, I messaged Shane, and I was like, hey, Shane, is this true? Because this sounds wacky. He goes, yeah, it's true, but it wasn't planned. It was pitched. And I said, I I don't like that idea. And he was like, man, do you think I could have went over Vince McMahon's head to put the kibosh (laughs) on that? And I actually asked three other people who were in the company close to that angle, and they were like, that wasn't the plan. That was a pitch, but it was not a plan big difference and that, that it was a it was a, a quote that I'll always remember Vince makes plans everyone else makes pitches and I was like damn <laughs> ain't that the truth check out that interview uh it's actually a very good interview but check it out Taylor Wilde was supposed to come back to impact this year and covid slowed it down my god but it doesn't look like big e's singles push is slowing down well not until WWE gets their hands on it because they had him selling 80% of the match to The Miz. Why? Yeah. Yeah, he should have ran through The Miz. Um, I made him look strong kicking out of everything. The I did like when... Finale. Yeah, he looked great yeah. kicking out of that. I liked when he threw the stuff at Corey Graves. And Graves like, you missed. And he's like, you're going to fail. Yes. That was fantastic. And then Biggie was chirping at him after the match. Corey Graves is just working himself into some SummerSlam matches here. It was yes. Bailey and Sasha last week. Now it's Big E. Uh, th- this, again, I did not need Big E selling 80% of the match. What I fear is that they are going to Damian Priest Big E. And it is sad that Damian Priest has had three matches since he turned face, and I can already use him as a term like that because he got over he wasn't over at all then he had that match with Finn Balor and people were like god damn this big dude can do all kinds of cool stuff he's really awesome and he had what Triple H called the breakout performance of NXT TakeOver and then after that they were like well you know what they should do they should have him sell 80% of the match to Cameron Grimes oh and by the way slash his tires too like that's so weird and Big E is a guy I want to see bulldoze people, hit the big ending, shake his dong around and dance 
roll down the ramp, do all this fun shit. He doesn't need to change for anybody. That's what I want to see out of this guy. And he did the stretch muffler. What'd you think about that? That was awesome. Miz uh, sold that well. It got him off the ground and everything. Like yeah. that was great. I'm all for uh, more submission victories. I thought the ending made Biggie look good because Morrison interfered, kicked out of the finale, got out of the the figure four stretch muffler, tapped him out and everything. But yeah, everything before that was just kind of your slow, methodical. Miz match that didn't do Biggie really any favors. You can kind of tell the story of like, ah, oh, he's not used to working singles and and all this stuff. So, but they got to mention that stuff. I, I put the stat out there that, that is readily available. Sorry to interrupt. Big E's last televised one-on-one win that was not a trick or street fight was three <laughs> years ago. Yeah. He had lost seven regular one-on-one matches since then, which is wild to me because I remember once upon a time where they avoided pinning him at all costs, like it became transparent. Nowadays, it seems like he's always the one eating the pin among those three. Them or Kofi. Well, Xavier hasn't been around, but uh, we got a lot of love for the stretch muffler. Um, TD Stinger says, I'm all for Big E using the Brock Lock as a finish. The line drive says, God bless Big E, that standing uh, muffler submission. I love it when he, like, bends them underneath and then, like, puts his knee on their head, like, lion tamer style. Really dig that. And let's get into Booker T. And and Disco. I'll even give Disco Inferno some play. I put out there a response to Booker T's comments, which we'll get into, and... Disco says, look at those numbers. Nobody's over. And I'm like, that, that, come on. Because if that's the case, then everybody on WCW Nitro was over. And sorry, Al Green wasn't over. That just wasn't the case. Just because ratings are bad does not mean that nobody is over. We've seen Big E be over for the last six years, for the love of God. We've witnessed that. Booker T had said that Big E needs to change. I am completely against this. I think he should be the the Big E that got over. And if he needs to be serious, he can be because that's the way that the that humans work. What did you? How do you feel about all this from Disco to Booker T? Uh, it's the same thing they said about Kofi. Like, it's the same thing they said about Kofi is changing. Like, oh, can't be tossing pancakes out if you're the champion. Like, he won the title when he was doing this yeah. stuff. Like, just because he's the champion now, he's got to change for, for this. It it makes no sense. Like, you don't have to be this, like, super serious killer just because you're the champion. Like, you can be fun-loving and, and tossing pancakes and kind of goofy and stuff as the world champion as long as you're having great matches you're serious in the matches and you're winning matches like different style characters can get over the rock was not like this greatly serious character yeah 24 7 like all right he didn't toss pancakes on the way to the ring or roll down the ramp or anything but go back and look at his promos this guy was cracking jokes 24 7 so he was uh, making coach <laughs> dance all the time yeah Kurt Angle is one of the greatest comedic wrestlers of all time. Steve exactly. Austin did a whole summer, which a lot of people are like, oh, that heel run sucked. I loved his heel run. I loved him out there playing guitar backstage with Vince McMahon. I thought that shit was hilarious. DX 
for a long time was doing comedy stuff. Non-stop. I mean, the 2006 version, it was nothing but comedy stuff. But Triple H and, and all those guys, they were doing a lot of comedy stuff. Mick Foley did a lot of comedy stuff. It's so weird to me that people are like, oh, well, he should smile or he should frown. He should fold his arms and all that stuff. And, ah, it's so weird to me. It's just so weird to me. Personalities get over. Personalities get over, and that's that's what I want to see. Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Says Big E would be a better champ than blonde, or Bland Braun. That was a tongue twister. Well, I don't know. Maybe he would be with the right push. I think Braun would be a, a fine champion. Uh, how are you feeling about Braun right now who we didn't see on the show? He's dead, isn't he? Oh, no, it was organically. Yeah. And so that that saved his life. Correct. Um, I, look, I think Braun could be a good champion. He's he's not been booked like a good champion. I, I said it last week when Big and, Biggie and Cesaro, two weeks ago, when Biggie and Cesaro wrestling, like this this would be my world title program. Uh, yeah, I would rather have Biggie as champion over Braun, but they could do the same thing to Biggie that they did with Braun as champion, then it you know it wouldn't help him. Yeah. Um, so we got uh, it was actually a hot topic. Booker T's comments. Evan Wright says Big E log rolling to the ring is a mood. F Booker T. Damn. Can we can we not give like Booker T a platform? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I get people. And look, I, I'm guilty of it. I transcribe stuff and write the articles yeah. and stuff. But I, I don't know. I don't take his I opinion. It. I don't put any. I don't put any stock in his opinion. He's a guy who's going to just go company line the entire time, and it's it's very obvious what he's doing. And I, I don't. I don't. I don't really agree with a lot of what he says. It's, it's... And I think he. I Go think ahead. it's beyond company line stuff, and you know what I mean. And you and I are not equipped to really speak about that, but yeah. it's getting noticed. It's yeah. it's there's a lot of stuff that's being noticed, and it's specifically about wrestlers of color and some of his takes involving them. And that's it's very weird. It's unusual. Uh, and hey, he's got his own opinion, but. It becomes very transparent when it, it naysays a lot of these wrestlers who, quite frankly, have worked their asses off and are over because of their personalities. Um, Cyclops is better than Wolverine, says, Booker and Mark are too hard on black wrestlers. It gets noticed, Jeremy. We there see the go. tweets. <laughs> we see yeah. the tweets. And yeah. you know what? Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Let me just say. <laughs> He's a black man. He's a little more equipped to discuss this conversation than than you and I. But Anakin JMT says, I love Booker T as a wrestler, but I wish he would stop commenting on what people need to do to get over. It's really tone deaf. Uh, you know, I don't know if you remember when Matt Riddle addressed a bunch of the WCW wrestlers that talked about him. But it was yeah. kind of funny because he said that Matt Riddle couldn't work. <laughs> and if... I think that kind of stuff just tells you. And I, I do respect Booker T. And I've got people like Kylie Ray who speak so highly of things that he's taught them. And you know what? If I was getting trained, he's probably one of the, the top people that I would want training me. 
man, these takes are, and I feel weird saying, oh, but these takes from Booker T, one of the greatest entertainers to, to ever do it in this business. It does feel weird saying that, right? It's Booker and a lot of the, the older wrestlers kind of do the same thing of like grab the brass ring type yeah. deal. And it, if you listen to anybody who talks nowadays, it just doesn't work like that anymore. Isn't it funny that the one that seems the most plugged in to what it's really like is Stone Cold Steve Austin? Like, he seems like the one that is like, uh, hell, it ain't that easy. I mean, he, he gave Vince shit on that podcast. He's like, yeah, well, why not Cesaro? Why not this guy? Why not this guy? And he was the most over person maybe ever. And it's, like, easy for him to see. Hannah Moore brings up a good point. Booker walked around with a crown, royal court, and a fake British accent, but wants to criticize Naomi and New Day's gimmicks. <laughs> and here's the thing. Booker T was over many, many times to a very high level in wrestling. And that was one of his most over things he ever did, Jeremy. Fightful contributor Hannah Moore. Thank you. Yes, fightful contributor Hannah Moore. <laughs> Jeez, and uh, Dante V, this is a hot topic now. I'm loving this. <laughs> Dante V says, I'm equipped to talk on it, and Booker T and Mark need to relax. I'd be bitter, too, if Triple H went over on me in the angle that he did. Hard to disagree with that. I don't know if that's yeah. the, the, where the frustration emanates from, because if so, I get the feeling that he would be against WWE in that regard. Yeah, yeah, I would think he would take their side in that case i don't know i i don't know why booker i mean it's his opinion that's fine that's you know we're all entitled to our opinion but it's it's uh it's obvious what he's doing and it's it's a little upsetting gonna be honest evan wright says it's black snow over king booker facts only i don't know what that means <laughs> you wait you don't know but you don't know black snow you never heard of black snow what's black snow oh my god wait. sean what is okay? Hold on, wait. Catch me up. <laughs> you never heard of no Black Snow. There's Black Snow. What's it from? <laughs> from TNA, where he's doing commentary. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Black Snow, Black Snow, his man. Black Snow, stomping his man. <laughs> yes, I I do actually love Booker T's commentary work. One of my favorite spots of a very dark WWE 2000s period was when Batista got put through a table and King Booker just repeatedly goes, Batista's down! Batista's down! When Rofned Odor punched Jose Batista in the face a few years ago, I actually edited a video to where it constantly said that. Man. I, I think Booker T is a great entertainer. Like, yeah. one of my favorites. And people will say, oh, like... They gave him so much crap and he got it over and stuff and that's why he can speak on this. And it's like, cool, I'm glad he did that. Again, it just doesn't work like that anymore. Yep, yep, I, I agree. And, and Hannah mentioned uh, he does it to Sasha too. That's a good point. Yeah. The trend is evident. Uh, Anakin says, did Booker T forgot how over he got with Goldust doing comedy? That's another thing. And who says that B Biggie has to be comedy all the time? Daniel Cormier is not any less one of the baddest dudes of all time because he dances in his underwear with a cupcake green screen. Like, it's not, it's just, man. 
Evan Wright says, Mark Henry fully lost me at his blubbering during Hall of Fame speech crying to Martha Hart. The whole Leo Rush, I'm going to take you to court, lost me. Yeah, the Leo Rush thing was weird. The blubbering thing, I didn't really mind, but knowing what we know now about Owen's son and how much Owen's son does not want anything to do with WWE, that was also very tone deaf. 50 million people watched WrestleMania, Mark thought, so that's what you need to know there. Like, I think 90 million watched Bird Box. Did you see those numbers? <laughs> No, I did not. I, I, I have not watched Bird Box. Legitimately, like 50 million people watched David Spade's new movie on Netflix. I, I mean, it wasn't bad. I believe it. It wasn't bad. All right. Where are we? Uh, Rob I mean, Wilkins you're a big said, David Spade guy. I got to hear the Snakes and Sparklers line every, <laughs> all, almost every day. Almost every day. Not every day. Maybe <laughs> once every other week. <laughs> Maybe once every other week. For those who don't know the Snakes and Sparklers line, whenever <laughs> I assign something and one of our writers don't like it, I refer to a great philosopher, Joe Dirt, who met Kickin' Wing at a fireworks stand, and he said, where's all your business, and why are there just Snakes and Sparklers? And Kickin' Wing goes, because those are the only ones that I like. And Joe Dirt gave him... <laughs> Great advice and said, it's not about you. It's about the consumer. And I'd like to take all my business advice from Joe Dirt. <laughs> Rob Wilkins says, Mark Madden tried to pitch his dumb ideas. I don't think he planned on getting backhanded by Sean. Damn, it's so easy to dunk on him. It really is. Because all he, all he, well, I've made more money than you. Well, that's great because I've got lifelong happiness and that's pretty cool. <laughs> Think the baseball season will be canceled by Monday? I think probably by next week. I, I checked out on baseball season after game five. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> it was rough. It was a different time last week when think we were undefeated. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Uh, Naomi defeated Lacey Evans. Lacey trolls Naomi and hits a pretty good power bomb out of the gate. The face buster into the gator roll was odd. Naomi's dive was real bad. I, she said on Twitter it was a blockbuster. I, I think it was just not a good move, and that's how she was trying to cover it. She was trying to do, I think, that that slide that I think that Trey Miguel did on yeah. Slammiversary. It was taped. Why didn't they do it over? I I think this match was already edited because it had the weird camera cuts to the crowd and stuff, and then it yeah. picked back somewhere else. But yeah, why wouldn't you do that spot again or take that spot out? It was so weird. Uh, I actually liked Lacey in this match, though. I thought that Lacey was real aggressive. Outside of that face buster, like the bow and arrow where she kicked Naomi in the head was real good. The hair and the stairs, I think it's like, come on. Uh, <laughs> Naomi knows how to lift the goddamn stairs up. Lacey Yano. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Naomi gets the backslide win. Yeah, sure. I, I liked uh, Lacey's aggression early on, but WWE's way of making people like babyfaces is have them get their asses kicked, then win. And that's stupid. I didn't think this match did either of these ladies any favors. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a very good match. And yeah, Naomi. Naomi wins, which is great. And they're like, see. We got we gave her a win. And it's like, yeah, but like look how you gave her that yep. win. It doesn't 
it doesn't achieve anything. And well, I don't know. Lacey will probably beat her next week anyway. Evan Wright says they edited the Dexter Loomis flip, but not that. That was one of the, <laughs> like, I do an AEW NXT review on FightfulSelect.com now. Subscribe today. That was so blatant. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, um, people are like, they missed the camera shot. It's like, there's a reason they missed that yes. camera shot. <laughs> I was at uh, the, the full sale show after the hurricane, and I watched Fabian Eitner almost die on a dive. And then they reshot it a couple minutes later. And it was way better because everybody knew what he was trying to do and wanted him to succeed on it. So when he did, it got a way bigger pop than it would have to begin with. Uh, but unfortunately, this, they just crudely pasted it together. It looked like Cal Naughton Jr.'s uh, <laughs> rendition of the family photo in Talladega Nights where he just pasted his face over Ricky Bobby's. It, it did not look good. Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, I just hate how Booker and Henry says... They have to wait their turn whenever fans want a black wrestler to win the title. They did that with Bianca. Man, that's a rough trend that we're seeing here. I it's it's a little disturbing, man. Anakin says I predict throwback. Our good friend Throwback twenty seven will go off on Mark Madden on the show Tuesday. He was mad. <laughs> it's sad to see how bitter Madden is. Yeah, it is. He's a dinosaur, man. Uh, he has no idea about how media has evolved. I hope that I do not become like that, but. Our dude Throwback was mad, and I've not seen him do that before. But what I did see was Sonya, Mandy, Otis, Tucker back on TV. Very glad to see it. Mandy has a date planned at Otis's favorite barbecue joint, but Sonya beats the living shit out of Mandy. Whipped her ass, put lipstick in Mandy's hair and cut it, did a great like curb stomp to her, like an old school one. Then she's got clippers. She starts to cut Mandy's hair, and she's got clippers. She's going to buzz it. She goes after everybody, and they're like, oh, no. And then Adam Pierce, the bald guy, is the only one that's like, no. I can't pretend that I didn't think that that was funny. I wish I didn't think it was funny, Jeremy, but I found it funny. I thought it was hilarious the way she was threatening everybody and they backed off like this was like, oh, God, please don't shave my hair or anything else. And Pierce is just like, all right, go for it. Like, dang, I, you're good. I got nothing here to lose. You should have just on. covered up like yeah. goatee. Uh, Pierce, Pierce doesn't care. He's like, yeah, if she shaves it, she saves it. I got to stop this. Um, who stole Otis's briefcase? This is what I want to know. Did, he, he didn't did he have not, it. He didn't have it? No, I don't know. He didn't man. have it. I don't. Well, somebody, he figures there's no that. reason to carry it around. Where's the champ? What's <laughs> he the should point? be the champ. Yeah, he should cash it in right now. He should be the champ. How'd you feel about the? Uh, beat I was down? glad. I thought it was great. Uh, I think WWE hates women who are trying to put on lipstick. That seems to be a trend over the past couple of weeks. So I don't know if you're if you're a woman in WWE, don't put on lipstick because you're probably going to get attacked. Uh, I thought the beatdown was great. Great to see Sonya back. Um, great to see Mandy back. Otis. You know, we'll see what they do with Money in the Bank, but yeah, I I love the beatdown, and you know that was a great visual too. The like Mandy's face, you couldn't tell if it, I thought it was blood at first, and you know it was just lipstick, and then her hair was all messed up. So I thought this was fantastic. Sonya is a star, man. She is such a star. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, we get Otis and Tucker checking on her. Glad to see them both back, and Miz and Morrison are trolling. Mandy, which is odd, but it's very clearly to set up Otis and Tucker versus Miz and Morrison, so whatever. 
Here's here's my theory. Miz and Morrison are now Troy and Abed. Not as good, obviously. That's who they are trying to be. What do you think? I don't know who the hell those people are. Wait, you watch Community, Sean. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I, I Okay, I watched it as background noise while I set up this office. That's it? You've never actually like paid attention to the show? Not, not very much, no. Oh, my God. The... Colt Badeau says, I called Sonya Ma- murdering Mandy, so I was pleased. I am never pleased over murder. Manny says, the hair match at, uh, with Mania, or, oh, the hair match at SummerSlam with Mandy and Sonya is going to rule. SmackDown was the best it's been since the pandemic. Very good. It's been fun lately. I've enjoyed SmackDown yeah. of late, and I'm all for a hair versus hair match at SummerSlam. How, what do you think? I would imagine Sonya is losing that, but I think it's yeah. a... Look, it's a stipulation they haven't done in. I mean, maybe they've done it since Edge and Angle. That's the last Molly like, big... and Victoria. Okay, there you go. But they they don't do it very often, is what I'm saying here. And so to bring it here, I I think it's a it's a cool idea. It'll be something unique. I wish there was a crowd because you know we'd get over a little bit more. I got go one ahead. for you, Enzo right. and Sylvester Lafort. Remember that on NXT. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Good. Not at all. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. And also, Punk and Mysterio. Okay, yes. Uh, there was a pretty important one called The Biggest WrestleMania Ever, Lashley and Umaga. I don't remember that. And then... What happened there? Eugene and Eric Bischoff. I looked this up. Okay. Did you just pull up... Yeah, did you just pull up hair versus hair matches? Jericho versus Nash? I didn't even know that. Yeah, Ravens... didn't Nash shave his Nash shaved his head for the for like a movie yes. role, and that was the way to do it. Raven's been in two of them. One with Larry Zabisco. <laughs> okay. How about this one? NWS in two thousand six. Brutus Beefcake versus Salvatore Sincere. <laughs> Hot dog. We're running low on time. I got to get through this. Uh, <laughs> Cyclops says, I love Sonya. She has star written all over her. Damn right she does. She's awesome. The Line Drive says, at this point, is it fair to say Sonya is in a scorned lover territory as part of the story? Because this is excessive for a broken friendship. It should be, I think. Yeah, she's the one that broke the friendship. That's very true. Um, I do not know what Dante is saying, and I am going to translate it before I read it to make sure it's not vulgar. But speaking of... <laughs> Anakin says, shout out to Carlos Toro, who was forced to watch SmackDown with Spanish commentary, telling me Marcelo Rodriguez was trying to give Sonya tips on where to cut Mandy's hair. (laughs) That was fascinating. Like, we were watching that in the live chat. But also, go look at Carlos Toro's Twitter at CarlosToro360. He gave some unique notes, because right now, the Spanish team is just being called by their pseudo-heel commentator, who is translating both characters on screen... For like, it's got to be like really, really confusing, Jeremy. I, I would imagine so. So Carlos does a great job. Everyone read his uh, financials report as well. Dante says, "Donde está la biblioteca?" Which stands for, "Where's the library?" There's a library. Yes, that's a community joke. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Evan Wright says, "Eddie Kingston appreciation super chat or signing appreciation super chat." Yep. Uh, AEW does have like. 65 dudes on their roster, though. They gotta slow down. Uh, yeah. 
Evan Wright says, Ian's Clippers killed me today, or killed me, man, uh, or Ian's Clippers tweets killed me, man. Guy rules. Oh, Ian Riccoboni. Yes, yes. He, he's great. Ultra Real says, Sean, any chance of appearing on Cinemania? I don't know. I'm actually trying to significantly scale back my non-fightful appearances. I'm going to do some stuff with Throwback. I'll do stuff with Wrestle Talk, so probably. And then I'm going to do some Inside the Rope stuff. But other than that, I'm trying to like cut them off, not do any more outside of little 15-minute spots. Bailey defeated Nikki Cross. To retain the women's championship, Sasha tried to hand off the boss Nucks, but Nikki goes wild, and out of nowhere, Bailey counters with the Rose Plant after a series of pin attempts. This is shorter than I thought, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with some unpredictability, uh, Jeremy. It was it was shorter. It was still good. They worked a nice pace. Um, clean finish. Applaud WWE for a clean yes. finish here. It feels like forever since we've had one of those in a women's match. Um, so, you know, great job by WWE there. I like this match. I wish this match happened in, in a crowd because I think it would have been great. The crowd would have been into Nikki and then, I mean, Bailey and Sasha have been very annoying, but I did feel bad for them in that regard. But I really, I really like this match and Nikki Cross has stepped it up big time during the empty arena era. Also, I failed to mention Seamus also did a promo telling us that he, in fact, was not owned last week. There's nothing to talk about there. He's still wearing the cool gear from last week. I like that. Brad Pickett gear. There you go. The Brad Pickett gear. Uh, Nikki Cross is livid after the match and pushes down Alexa. And uh, let's get into this this finish because this did a lot of things. Bailey got a win. Sasha was there. Nikki maybe turning, doing her own thing. And then The Fiend comes out. Matt J. Hendricks says, best ending to SmackDown in a long time. Alexa didn't even struggle in the Mandible Claw. Colt Bedeau says, I was like, oh, wait, they're really doing Sister Abigail. Then realized, oh, it's to lure Braun out. Shocker nonetheless. The Fiend puts Alexa in the Mandible Claw. I don't hate it. I thought it was great. Um, Alexa... (laughs) I felt bad for Seth Rollins because when he cowered from The Fiend, uh, he got made fun of big time. And Alexa sold this so much better of yes. just like she they should have reversed roles on how they cowered from him. But what can you do? Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. You, you didn't know which way it was going to go. All right, you're going to capture her to do Sister Abigail. You're going to put her in the Mandible Claw. What's going to happen? Mandible Claw. Yeah, it, that's what it is. It's Delore Braun out because Alexa's not actually Sister Abigail. Breaking news. It is, uh, you know, it's a figment of Braun's imagination. Bray Wyatt knows this because he knows all about Braun, and that is how he uh, gets him out of the organic lake to put the title on the line. That was SmackDown. Guys, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. I liked this finish. Uh, I, I There's not a lot of places you can go with The Fiend that they haven't already drove into the dirt and made pointless. And I mean, here's the thing. I don't need to see him in a title program. I don't need to see him in a title program. I don't need to see him in a title program. It's ridiculous. That's not what he is. But what we are, are the best goddamn wrestling website in the world. Jeremy, you're a big part of that. Tell the people what you got going on. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert 88 Four shows a week, apparently. 
watch the distraction Thursdays at seven o'clock. Myself and Joseph Holbert uh, listen to the Ricky Starks interview. Uh, he's going to replace Joe on the show as soon as I can make that official. Got to got to work with uh, AEW on that to make that official. And then our TEW series, which I angrily in Xavier Woods fashion uh, just gave up on, uh, which everyone will see in like three weeks or six weeks. But yeah, uh, I'm all over the place. We have so many damn podcasts, guys. We have two different Raw reviews, one on Fightful, one on Select. Two AEW reviews, one on Fightful, one on Select. Same with SmackDown. Uh, we got the list, list and your boy. Jimmy Van is back. He has started up his new charity, Grappling with Grief. He, he kind of mentioned the, the loss of his sister, which is why he had been absent. Uh, please follow that. It is at Grapp Grief, and you can find information at Grappling with Grief. Uh, we will connect the YouTube channel accordingly, but please go subscribe. I actually did an interview with him about uh, the haircut that I did earlier this year, why that happened, and my friend that I, I kind of did that in honor of. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff up there. He's already got an interview with a, a woman named Anshel, who is a good friend of mine that I met through Jimmy. It is a is a heartfelt, powerful story, and if you're struggling with anything like that, maybe it will help you. That's what Jimmy Van's looking to do. So thank you guys so much. Until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.